This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the When Life Happens podcast. I'm your host, William Jackson, and I'm excited because we get another opportunity to live, learn and grow together. And we're going to talk about a topic I think affects all of us at one time or another in our lives. Now, I don't know if you're anything like me and my wife. We are foodies. We love food. We love to eat. We love good food. Being a foodie, you have a level of a adventurous nature in you where you are willing to travel off the beaten path and, you know, you, you try new cuisines and you try new food and, and you, you, you're excited about the new experiences. We are those people. We are the people who will try something new, something that we've never eaten before just to have the experience. Um, if that's not you, I would advise to never, ever, ever venture off the beaten path when you are absolutely starving, right? Because if you are hungry and you have been hungry for a while, nine times out of 10, you have transitioned into being hangry. And if somebody brings you some food that does not taste good when you are hangry, you might turn out the whole restaurant. You literally probably might break a fork or slap a waiter. It, it's no telling. When you are hangry, um, you, you don't try anything new. You want to make sure that you are in a space where you are able to properly <laughs> embrace the experience. So never do that when you're hungry. So, but uh, nevertheless, I digress. We're foodies. We love food. We venture out to restaurants and we try new things all the time. Now, whenever we go out to restaurants, I always, always, always find what I like to call the cinder backers. Those people who are supremely particular about their food and will send it back at any moment's notice. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the people who, you asked for steak and they brought you fish or there was some hair in your food or that the mashed potatoes weren't done. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people who will get their food and say, I asked for a medium sear on my steak and this is 37 seconds over seared. I need to send this back. I always find the cinder backers. And, um, you know, they're they're interesting bunch. They are interesting bunch. But, you know, hey, if you're particular about your food, you're particular. So we are foodies. And I can tell you there so many times we've gone to restaurants and I would see a waiter bring a plate that appeared to be what someone ordered. And they would drop it off at the table very confidently, by the way. And the patron would wait for a few seconds. They would look over the food, lift it up with their fork, and eventually you'll hear them say, I didn't ask for this. This my order is wrong and this isn't this isn't what I asked for. I didn't ask for this. And I think a lot of times that's how we approach life. 
is we think that all we have to do is put in our order beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, and we will get out exactly what we asked for just because we asked for it. I want a million dollars. Here comes a million dollars. I want uh, to live on an island, my own island. Here it comes. I want to be the number one whatever in whatever industry that I'm working in. And I never want to have to work another day in my life. And I want my family and my home and my marriage to be nothing but love and joy and peace and happiness. And I want all of everything that's going on in my life to go perfectly. And we think. That that is exactly what's supposed to come to us simply because we asked for it. And when life <laughs> has a way to life, you know, they say life, uh, a lot of times life is lifing. You know, how you doing? Let's say life is lifing. Because if there is something to be said about life is that there are going to be many times where you hit a space where you say, I didn't ask for this. This is not what I asked for. When I signed up for this job, I did not ask for this stress. When I entered into this relationship, I didn't ask for this test. When I decided that I wanted to get healthy, I did not ask for the pain that I would feel in transitioning from out of the state that I've been in all my life into the state that I desire to be. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to lose a loved one. I didn't ask for my life to be turned upside down. I didn't ask for this. How many times have you been there? Where you look at life and say, I didn't ask for this. Now, I think the only time where you can literally walk into a place and put an order in and never have to consider if it's ever going to come back right or not is Chick-fil-A. I never in my life consider that the order that I'm putting in with Chick-fil-A is going to come back wrong. I don't, I don't even have to check the bag. I put it in, beep, 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 get my food, and I am almost to my house before I even look in the bag to make sure everything is there. Because I just trust him. That's Chick-fil-A. Meanwhile, while Chick-fil-A, if you're listening, um, we'd love to work out a brand partnership. You know, just reach out to me. My people can call your people. And beep, 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 beep. Anyway, so today we are going to dive into some practical tools that will help alleviate some of the frustration that I think a lot of us experience in life by tying some truth to our ability to not only ask effectively, ask the right thing, ask the right questions, but really do some deep digging into our heart posture. Why am I asking this? What do I really want? What's the motive behind it? Because to ask the right question is already half the solution of a problem. C.G. Jung said that. To ask the right question is already half the solution of a problem. So let's dive into this. Let's talk about how to ask the right questions 
and how to get everything that you desire out of life. Because here's the truth. You can have what you ask for if you are able to ask the right questions. So let's get after it. I'm going to give you some real life tools that are going to help you shape the things that you're asking for, shape your ability to receive it, to be open and identify internally what to do to set your entire life up for success. So when you hit the space where you say, I didn't ask for this, what is the first thing that we need to do before we even get to the place of making a ask or a request out of life from God, from prayer, from applying yourself. If you say, this is what I want. These are my goals. These are my dreams. This is my vision. What is the first thing that we need to do in order to set ourselves up for success in every area? The first thing that we need to do is we need to do an ask assessment. An ask assessment. So many times we make requests without actually stopping and asking ourselves internally, what do I really want and why do I want it? What do I really want and why do I want it? And we be honest and say a lot of times the things that we're asking for are not based or cultivated in our own internal desires, dreams, visions, goals, and purpose, but influenced by the things we see, by the people that we hang around, by the things that we hear, culture. All of our asks are being shaped by our environment. You know what's funny is that a lot of times, especially in this social media age, we as people will tend to start shaping the things that we desire based on how much we see it. When you see something over and over again, you start to desire some of it. There, there's a piece of you that starts to connect with the things that you put before your eyes consistently. For instance, if you are driving in a car and you continuously are looking at ads and commercials and you're doing research on a new car consistently, like that's all you look at, new cars, new cars, new cars, new cars, a, a growing disdain will, will, will rise in your heart about your current car and then your ask will be, I want a new car. Now, you could have just gotten this car two years ago and you could have been in a situation where this car is, there's nothing wrong with it. There's no damage. Your payments are low. It's a nice car. It's doing everything that it needs to do for you. But because you keep seeing and putting things before your eyes that show you new cars, new cars, new cars, then you start having this, this, this disdain or disgust about your current situation. And then you will start to desire the very thing that one, you don't need two it will cause you to overvalue the opportunity that's ahead of you. And it will cause you to devalue your current situation. There's nothing wrong with your car. It's a nice car. When you bought this car, you loved it. 
but you keep seeing new cars and all of a sudden there's a desire that grows and says, mm, I want a new car. Ask assessment. What do I really want and why do I want it? Why do I want a new car? There's nothing wrong with my car. If we could stop for a moment when we hit that, that block where we say, ooh, I want something new and just do an assessment. Why do I want this? Do I want this because I keep seeing it? Do I want this because my friend just got a new car? Do I want this new car because I keep seeing this ad to tell you that tells me that I need to get a new car? Why do I really want it? And then going deeper in the assessment, what in fact do I really want? Is it the car or do I really want the feeling that I think that I will get by pulling up in that new vehicle? Do I really want this new car or do I really want people to see me in this new car? Do I really want it? Or do I really desire the feeling that I think that it is going to bring my life? You got to do an ask assessment. And we live in this social media age where everything that we see seems to be the perfect version of life that we desire. When we see people, we see them in new cars and they have designer clothes and they're making millions of dollars and they're traveling the world and they're laying on beaches and here I am in my cubicle. And we start to compare our situation because we continuously put that before our eyes. I am very intentional about who I follow, what I follow, and how often I look at social media because how the brain works is that everything starts with the thought. And once it travels from a thought, it ventures down into your emotions and it comes out into your actions. So how do you control your thoughts by the things that you say, the things that you see, the things that you listen to? It is that important to protect the things that you allow in because they shape how you view the world. And in this social media age, I call it the mountaintop era, right? Where all we see is the mountaintop. It's the tops of the mountains. It's like you're standing on one mountain and you see another mountain peak and it looks beautiful from your perspective. But you don't understand that if you desire that mountain peak, you also are desiring and asking for that mountain climb. We want the mountain peaks. We don't understand that if I look at that mountain from my mountain, then my first course of action for me to achieve or get that mountain is I have to travel down my mountain across the valley and then start the climb up that mountain. We somehow think that I'm just going to step off this mountain and onto the next one. That if I want to lose 20 pounds, I'm just going to wake up and the fat's going to be gone. If it is, please bottle whatever you have in your bloodline, in your gene pool, bottle it and let me partner with you and we'll sell it for billions of dollars. That's not how it works. We keep seeing these mountaintops and I want that. And every time I look at that, I start to devalue this. So we have to do an ask assessment. What do I really want? Do I want that thing or do I want the feeling? And why do I want it? 
Do I want it because somebody told me I should have it or they told me that that's what I should go after? Do I want that because someone tried to manipulate my thought process to lead me in the way to say you should be this, you should do this, this is what you should do with your life? Why do I want it? Do I even want it? So we got to do an ask assessment. The next thing that we have to do to clarify our ask before we can even get to receiving and working on and developing goals and strategic plans is we have to do an ask appraisal. So first you do an ask assessment. The second thing you have to do is an ask appraisal. What is it going to cost me? How much is this going to cost? When I think about the greats of basketball, when I think about Michael Jordan, when you think about the late great Kobe Bryant and their obsession about being the greatest or one of the greats in it, they, they tell their story about how when all of their friends were going out and they were going to clubs and parties and having fun, they were in the gym running drills because they wanted to be great. And they realized that it was going to cost me something. It was going to cost me some time. It was going to cost me some opportunities for fun. It was going to cost me a lot of sleepless nights. It was going to cost me some blood, sweat, and tears. You have to do an ask appraisal to figure out if I'm asking for this, what is the cost associated with it? Because I can have whatever I am willing to work for, struggle for, serve for, whatever the cost it is. If you don't do an ask appraisal, you'll be asking for something not knowing what comes with it. And then you'll get to that point where now it's time to put in the work, where now it's time to make the sacrifices, where now it's time to put in the sweat equity. And you'll say, wait, 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 wait. I didn't ask for this. This this is not what I asked for when, in fact, it is. You said you wanted to be successful. Well, enter the struggle. You said you wanted to get in shape. Well, enter the gym. You said you wanted a happy home and relationship and you wanted your marriage to thrive. Okay, well, enter the test of growing and developing together. You got to do an ask appraisal. If you say you want to be the number one of anything, okay, well, you have to go through the testing, the trials, the loss, the lack, the development that all the number ones have to go through. So how can we minimize our frustration is getting to the place where I do an ask appraisal. How much is this going to cost? When you go out to eat and people start looking at menus and say, for instance, it's a group of you all, right? And, and or you have a bunch of kids and you all are going out to eat and they start looking at the menu. Ooh, I want that. I want that. And I want this and I want this. What's your first question? How much does that cost? How much does it cost? Even if you have the money, how much does that cost? Right? So I have to do an ask appraisal. What am I asking for? How much does it cost? Am I going to miss some birthdays? 
If, am I going to miss some opportunity to spend with my family? Am I going to miss hanging out with the, with the fellas? Am I, am I going to miss hanging out with the ladies? Am, am I going to have to peel back on some of the sweets that I enjoy? Am I going to have to stay up later and apply two hours uh, uh, on top of all of the work that I've had to do today because I'm trying to push my vision forward and I want to step out on my own and I want to build my own successful business? What is it going? to cost me because this is how we minimize our frustration this is how we minimize our ability to get into those places where we say okay I didn't ask for this you know there's a chapter in my book and and if the name of the book is actually entitled when life happens if you don't have it go over to my website make sure you order it it's going to change your life there's a chapter in there Chapter 16 is entitled, When It Doesn't Work. And there's portions in this chapter when it says, I believe that if proper principles are established in a proactive fashion and there is no wavering on the essential non-negotiable beliefs, then we are indeed able to ensure lasting health, wealth, happiness, and fulfillment. It just doesn't come easy. You don't get what you ask for. You get what you earn. However, there are times when the things we've worked for, prayed for, believed for, they just don't work out. We can invest countless hours, blood, sweat, and tears into someone or something and end up with nothing. What do we do then? What happens when you're about three months from retirement and you get laid off? What happens when you invest 20 years into a marriage just for it to end in divorce? What happens when you've spent your entire life building something and in an instance you see it all come crashing down? What happens when you get to that place in life where you say, this isn't what I asked for. I didn't ask for this is you have to have a proactive plan of how you are going to deal with loss, lack, stress, frustration, worry, anxiety. You have to be in a place where the things that you're asking for, that you do a proper assessment, you do a proper appraisal, but then even after you've identified that, you understand that it's going to come through work, it's going to come through faith. It's going to come through you being a participator of purpose. Because I think a lot of times we think that purpose is just supposed to happen. That I'm just going to put in my order and it's going to come back to me. When in fact, life is like this. I put in my order then I get up and go into the kitchen and I pull out the pans and the spatula and the ingredients and I chop my vegetables and I, I put my pasta into the boiling water and I start to season and I start to stir and I start to sweat and I start to develop this meal that I just ordered and then I pull it out and then I have to plate it and I have to make sure that it's presentable. I have to be the one. Here's the truth. I got good news for you. And actually, I have better news. The good news is that everything that you asked for and all of the help that you need to get it done is finally here. Everything that you've ever been believing for, asking for, it is now readily available at your fingertips right now. 
the help that you need is here. The better news is that it's you. It's always been you. You have everything you need inside of you to thrive and to succeed. But we spend so much time looking at other people's processes and other people's performance and other people's accomplishments. And we start to desire it. And we start tailoring our asks of life, our prayers to God, the energy that we're exuding on what we see. And we, our desires start to be framed and shaped by how someone else did it and how they got there. And it's a great thing to learn from other people's processes and learn from people's shortcomings and their triumphs. But it's imperative to know that you have to cook your own meal. You are the one. It's you. You have the answers. You have the wherewithal. You have the knowledge and the wisdom. There are things that are locked up on inside of you that are dying to get out. And a lot of times we can't even tap into our untapped power and potential because we're too busy studying someone else's. And then we start to frame our asks based on what we see instead of identifying with what's on the inside of us. That's my question. What are you asking for? What do you want out of life? Now, first, do the assessment. What do I actually want? Not based on what culture says or what my family says or what I see or what people are posting. Those little snapshots of a perfect life that doesn't exist. What do I want and why do I want it? What's my motive? What's my driving force? What is the thing that's pushing me to desire this? Maybe I need to change my environment. Maybe I need to get off of social media for a moment. If you want to try to purify your motives and your intentions, just take a step back for a moment. Before you make any decision, and don't ever make them emotionally, but before you make any decision, take a step back and see if you removing social media or an influence or people's opinions, if that doesn't purify the motive and the intention. Are our motives and intention diluted with people's opinions and culture's influence? What do I really want? Do I want that thing or do I want to feel validated? Do I want that shirt or do I want to feel like people notice me? Do I want that car or do I want to be seen and identified as someone of value? What do I want and why do I want it? And then making the appraisal. How much is this going to cost me? What do I have to give up? What do I have to stop doing? Because every ask is going to cost me something. Where you are may be not where you asked to be. This may not be what you're asked for. You may have been out more than you can chew. It may not have turned out how you want it to. And it's imperative to be able to stop and take an assessment. It doesn't matter where you are in life. 
you can stop and assess. Where am I? What do I want? And why do I want it? What's it going to cost me? And then take the necessary steps to making the adjustment to your approach to what you really desire out of life. What do I want? Why do I want it? How much is it going to cost me? Now, after I take that assessment and that appraisal, the only thing left is the adjustment. What is my adjustment? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to do more of? Who do I need to disconnect from? Because influence is one of the greatest things that either limits your ability to step fully into purpose or propel you into everything that you were created to be. You got to make the adjustment. So my advice, I encourage you, just get out a sheet of paper and write down everything that you want out of life. Write it down, whatever's in your heart. Now, make another column to write down why you want it. What's the motivation? And be honest with yourself. And then after that, write down what you think it's going to cost. This is when research comes into play. If you want a healthy marriage, then you got to study people who have healthy marriages. What did they do? What did they cost them? Did they have to stop spending so much time with their friends and focus in on their relationship? If you want a successful business, study people with successful businesses. What did it cost them? And then I have to make the adjustments. If I really want to be great, if I really want to be happy, if I really want to thrive in every area of my life, what are the adjustments that I need to make? Because I can't just put the order in and expect it to come to me. I have to be willing to get up and cook my own meal. But the beautiful part about it all is that you already have the ingredients. That's the one thing that you don't have to go get. When God created you, he hardwired everything inside of you that you need to accomplish every area of your purpose, your destiny, your dreams, your goals. All you have to do is be willing to get in the kitchen. What are you asking for? Because if you didn't ask for this, there's probably an adjustment that needs to be made. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create a better show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com for more information. Until next time, keep rising, keep thriving. And remember that no matter what life throws your way, you have everything inside of you you need to overcome and succeed when life happens.